Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle. There it is. Hello, Jonathan. Greg, 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 Greg. What's going on, man? What is going on? It is a. It's a horrible, cold, cloudy day in Palm Springs today. Absolutely. The entire country is in the grip of this horrible weather. And are you ready? Are you ready? It is 66 degrees <gasps> with uh, very- Positive or negative? It's the worst. Um, positive. Yeah. Yeah, positive. Okay, good. 66 Fahrenheit. Yeah. So um, there are people right now listening, our one listener, um, who is anywhere else in the United States and throwing tomatoes at their listening device right now because yeah. probably zero wherever they are. Yeah. Um, but I'm well. I'm enjoying this kind of chilly weather. I have on- a pair of rag wool socks right now that I have not had on since I lived in Seattle. Wow. So this morning felt like the morning to be in sweatpants and yeah. socks um, as I putter around my house and work on projects. You know, I've, I've, I've learned, and this is for anybody, for maybe a listener for in Palermo, that my house gets much colder inside than it gets outside. Like it, yeah, same. Like even, unless I have the heat actively on, it's chilly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all the, like the stone and tile. Oh, interesting. You might be right. I, I think Concrete. For me, it's, uh, this is again, it's a, it's a Palm Springs thing that I've become so used to. It's more damp this morning. I was going to say damper, but that doesn't sound quite right. It is more right. damp this morning than, than normal. And, and I feel that cold very differently. Um, uh, let's see our, let's see, where's our humidity. Humidity is. It's in the air. It's in the good point. I like to mm. keep mine in the air. Um, Learn that science class. It's what? 43% today. According wow. To, yeah. Which is high for the desert. Yeah. But that I feel the cold more in those times. And my, uh, I'll say it, my joints ache more in those times. Do they? Okay. Yeah. We are, we are of that age. We are of that age. Um, yeah. So uh, all of that has got me, as we were just discussing a moment ago, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about comfort food. Comfort foods. Because it's a thing that I crave um, when it's, uh, air quotes, cold. Um, yeah. And, and or, air quotes, damp uh, for, the, for the desert. So, so when you, I want to I I ask this then, because we, people, people throw that term out a lot, the comfort foods yeah. and... Um, but but it's a but you're looking for a comfort mood, right? So you're really looking for for the experience. What how, what completes that comfort food moment? Is it like a fire going? Is it a certain music playing? Is it those socks that you've broken out? And your is that part of the comfort complete the comfort package for you? Uh, a variety of things do. The the first piece for me though about comfort food is um, where it fits nostalgically for me. Hmm. So coming up um, for me this week, and we're going to talk more about what we're cooking this week. Um, I'm going to make tuna noodle casserole again. I made Ooh. it. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, a couple of sessions yeah. ago. Um, and I didn't get enough. I ate the entire thing um, and it wasn't enough and I want more. Uh, and so <laughs> my mom made that for us. My mom was a single working mother. And so, um, and she, you know, Midwest roots. Um, uh, and so casseroles were very real things made with cream of mushroom soup were very real you know one pot meals like that was a big part of my growing up and so part of the comfort for me is the nostalgia level so tuna noodle casserole is pretty high on the the nostalgia level and so then i add to that you know wearing sweats and wool socks you know obviously 
this is not something that I would find comforting in the summer in Palm Springs, but no. wearing sweats and wool, wool socks in a hoodie and maybe watching TV on the couch with the dog, um, sort of all that comes together as part of the, the comfort yeah. um, diorama. It's the wrong word in that context, but sounds yeah. fun. To I don't like it. Yeah. But all those one pot meals fit there, like mac and cheese, would fit there. We talked about mac and cheese. We, we have yeah. talked about that. I know mashed potatoes, um, mashed potatoes. Um, yeah. I was looking, I have some leftover cheese grits that I made. I made shrimp and grits the other night because I continue shrimp and grits. Um, sure. And I have some leftover cheese grits and I was looking for ways to make, you know, like literally fried cheese grit balls because that seems like a thing I should be. Is eating. that a thing? I think it's going to be a thing. I'm that's on my, it's part of my, what's coming up on your list this week. Um, I've got a plan for, uh, I'm going to call them grit fritters or gritters. I just made that up. Gritters. I'm going to make gritters this week. God, I want a gritter. You can have one. You can yeah. Have one. Um, but all of that. So I think it's, you know, like where is cheese? What is it sort of creamy, soupy, casserole? Those yeah. things yeah. come into me for comfort food. Yeah. What, about you? what, what, What's the comfort food experience for you? Yeah, for me, it's it, it's kind of similar. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a little bit of a cold that I'm still getting over, but I'm almost there. So if you hear me uh, get a little froggy, that's why. Um, <laughs> so for me, comfort, definitely potato products. Anything like, uh, yes. like a baked potato with, uh, I like a baked potato that's got, um, and I, I would say that a lot of times tomato-based things are not comforting, even though they can be very delicious and warming. Um, for some reason, the the higher acid, like like I I, I would think that a bowl of spaghetti is probably not comfort food, um, but maybe lasagna would be because all the Ooh, cheese. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I I like uh, for me what, what I like comfort is like potatoes, but then I like to put some chili on it. Mm. You know, like a baked potato that's opened up and some chili and uh, and some cheese and it's just gooey and. Oof. Yeah. Well, and as even as you describe it, I you know. Obviously, the visual of a baked potato with chili over the top sounds amazing, and now I want it. Um, but then I think of things like I've got in the freezer right now. I've got a, a bag of frozen um, French fries. Mm. And there's like there's a potato casserole that's like layered frozen French fries, and then chili, and then cheese, Ooh. and then Fritos. Okay. I um, I concluded yesterday afternoon that Charlie Brown, with whom you and our listeners are familiar, mm -hmm. is like a Frito. Um, that could have been what I was craving at the time. He didn't have any comment, but Fritos on top of the, uh, that casserole I just mentioned. Yeah. Feels comfort foodish to me. So yeah, potatoes are in there. That's funny. I always know it's time for Rudy to have a bath when he smells like a Frito. We, we actually, we have said this. It's that's really funny. It's time for a bath. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe it's time for Charlie Brown to have a bath. That's well, that's, that, that's for us. Maybe he just has that wonderful smell. I kind of like but... the Frito smell. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not terrible. Your dog is feeling is smelling very snackish. He is, and again, yeah. it could just have been that I was hungry, which is you know always a possibility. It, um, it is, yeah. Our the way our brain associates makes associations and connections is fascinating. It is actually yeah. well, yeah. The, the, and the degree to which smell it, it sort of hits you know those 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 memories and that nostalgia. And I you know I've read that smell has a has a deeper connection to our memory. Um, than our other senses do, um, which yeah. is why, you know, I can, there's still some smells that just, I find so compelling and confusing at times. Yeah. 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 
So absolutely, yeah. Well, it's, it, 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 it has to pass the smell check, right? Like the smell test. Like that, there, there are. It is. It is such a big part of of who and how we are as a yeah. species. Um, that we smell things, we smell things all the time. And then, you know, and how, and how awkward it is to, I mean, didn't mean, obviously dogs smell each other, but we don't really smell each other that much, not closely. No. Yeah. Many years ago, uh, in a, in a, at work, this is at some random corporation, this is easily 30 years ago, maybe I, I was mm -hmm. in my cubicle as I was at the time. Um, and somebody else was in a cubicle and I was having a conversation with a coworker. And I was sort of sitting, you know, like halfway on the edge of their desk, having a, you know, work conversation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and I was kind of caught up in it. In the middle of the of the conversation, without realizing I did it, I picked up the stapler off of their desk and smelled it and then put it back down again and continued the conversation. And and my coworker and also friend had the presence of mind to say, um, hold on. <laughs> what just happened? And that's when I realized that I had, in fact, just randomly picked up their stapler and smelled it. Um, so that derailed. And, and what did and what what did you pick up? Did you catch a scent and you're like, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna solve a mystery now because I'm on the trail of. Uh, it was a, it was an almost subconscious thing that made me pick it up and smell it. I'm not sure what I was looking for, yeah. what I thought was going to happen. I have no idea to this day. I don't know why I picked up that stapler. I assumed it was demon possession. I was possessed Quite by possible. Just, yeah. for just a moment. It's a thing that happens. And cubicle yeah. farms are, you know, are places where demon possession is most likely to happen. Well, yeah. So you know how you can get sick when your immune system's slow? You can get possessed when your emotional happiness system is low. Yes. And that's that's what those cubicle farms are for, right? Everything let's let's depress the, the the people. Yes. Let's 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 suppress their desires and needs and requirements to be outside and that, you know, uh, grass in between your toes feels good. Exactly. No, let's 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 stay here. Don't present any colors that are stimulating for heaven's sake. Yeah, no. in the middle of that, demons can make their way in. Everyone knows that. Sure. That's um, what, that happens. This made me think I was Reading something about exorcism the other day. Let's for another day, though. Uh, right, that's <laughs> let's go back to Casey Jones after dark. <laughs> let's come back with the exorcisms episode. <laughs> let's go back to uh, what you're cooking this week. Um, well, you know, back to the noodle I, casserole. What's going on for you this week? Yeah, we're we're making a couple of things. So, and and I've I've got a little more shopping to do, but uh, one of them that I'm looking forward to is a a really creamy mushroom risotto. And I've got um I've got two kinds of mushrooms right now, shiitake and and bell. And I'm looking to bring in some some oyster and um you know maybe something else that's just kind of fun to find. Mm -hmm. So, uh, some multi mushroom risotto is on the on the list. And then also, um, we're making a veggie lasagna. Oh, right on. We cleaned out our pantry, which um, was at the point, I don't know if your pantry, you're very organized and you're great about that, but um, we start off organized and then a couple weeks later, we're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> so, and it's just where we buy things, we go to store them and in the places in which we went to store them, there isn't enough room. So then we're like, okay, well, just this once I'll put this here. And now that's where that always goes. <laughs> and, then, forever, yes. and then things just get shoved in and you open the door and it's like stuff like Lucille Ball episode. Things just yes. fly out of the cabinet <laughs> on you. And, and it's, and so we decided, listen, we got to clean this out in the act of cleaning this out. We found all these things we didn't realize we had that were in the back. And we had like, you know, sardines, cans of sardines, and they were all shelf stable. We had, I found a whole pack of unopened lasagna noodles. Oh, right uh, on. Uh, and then we had like 
multiple jars of pasta sauce. I'm like, this is coming together. This is. Oh, I love this. Okay. So we're doing this. I have something for you then. Um, oh. I, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of America's Test Kitchen. Yes. Um, they, I, I don't know if they sell the cooking show, but I, I watch their videos and I get the, the magazine Cooks Illustrated. So I should say they are not sponsoring this episode at all. Although if right. they're listening, they, they... can. <laughs> Let America's us know. We're, we're open. Yeah. If you were to go to YouTube and look for um, the America's Test Kitchen tomato lasagna recipe, mm. that is a staple for me. Um, and it it's what it sounds like. It is a lasagna with with no no meat at all, and really not a lot of other vegetables other than tomatoes. Um, okay, it is fantastic. I've made it five or six times over the past couple of years. It is one of the best comfort foodie um, and also meatless um, dishes that I've ever made. So, um, and they have all as they typically do. They have all kinds of recommendations on how to boost the tomato flavor. It's all canned tomatoes. You don't. You have to worry about finding anything fresh. Um, sure. Really, really an amazing recipe and one that now I crave and want again. Sorry about that. But no, good. Yeah. Also good. good. Yeah. Um, so I'll send that to you. I'll send that link to you because it's a really, really good one. Um, Thank you. Yeah. You're right. And now it's got me hungry because that's the other thing. Um, Ritters. I'm going to make mm. it um this week, but it also makes me want to make more shrimp and grits, which I'm back on my oh, shrimp and grits. Yeah. Bent. We should have a shrimp and grits evening sometime yeah. uh, this week. Or brunch. Shrimp and grits for brunch. Oh, yeah. Mimosas. <laughs> okay. Think about that. I have some Ow, stop twisting my arm. Stop it. I have some bottles of Prosecco I have to get rid of, so I need to have a brunch where I invite people. You're, I, I love how you put that. Actually, you're sitting around. i got to get rid of them. It's true. It's yeah. a weird thing. I, for a guy who doesn't drink alcohol, I accumulate more alcohol than anyone I know. Yeah. And right now I have three full bottles of Prosecco that are just literally taking up space that I otherwise need for other things. So I think that's well, a great. Let me help you. <laughs> Let what, me be there for you, friend. That's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for yeah, we're gonna... shrimp and grits brunch where, uh, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, gosh, now I'm just really hungry. Uh, <laughs> what else are we talking about? Yeah. So veggie lasagna you're making this week. Yeah, we're looking for that. And 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 so veggie lasagna. And what now? And veggie lasagna and then mushroom risotto. And we're right. also um we're doing a lot. We're gonna start playing around with uh with chickpeas. We're gonna do a lot of chickpeas, chickpeas and lentils, chickpeas and broth, chickpeas, you know, of course, hummus is always a, a favorite. Um, but we're we we just have we have a lot of chickpeas to get through. We want to make sure that we we don't let them go to go to waste. Another good recipe I'll share with you for um, it's a Indian chickpea stew. Um, oh, that's that is just all those amazing Indian spices that are so good on chilly days. Again, six yeah. six degrees doesn't really count as a chilly day for most <laughs> of the country, but uh, I have bracing, a bracing cold, bracing. Oh, it's awful here. <laughs> I had to put long pants on. Who does that? That's huge. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny how how uh, how how rare it is that I wear long pants, and when I do, I notice it. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of cloth. Yes. That's a lot of fabric <laughs> I'm carrying around. Yeah. You feel cloth on my legs. How weird. Yeah, so weird. Um. Well, now I just want all those things. Uh, I'm not going to make tomato lasagna this week, even though I had a minute where I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to add that to my shopping list and do it myself. Yeah. No. I'm sticking with the tuna tuna noodle casserole, which is also fun to say if you say it really fast, mm -hmm. because it turns out like tunal, tunal nuda. 
um, casserole. Uh, All right. I have, now I'm thinking about the pantry. I have a couple of, I'm still on comfort food. Um, mm -hmm. I have a couple of packages of high-end ramen Ooh. in the in my, my cupboard right now. I went through a, a phase um, a few months ago uh, where I was trying to find ways to improve like cheap grocery store ramen. Yeah. And found a couple methods that are actually kind of amazing. Um, really? The, the cheap of which is, uh, you know, so standard noodles and the, and the flavor packet. Yeah. So, um, uh, one of the, one of the things I tried is to use two grocery store ramen packets um, and boil the noodles from both of them, but only use one seasoning packet Okay. Um, and uh, whisk an egg into the hot water. Um, mm. And it, it creates like a richness to the broth that otherwise just doesn't happen. And you, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't scramble in the water, but it, but it also is, it, it doesn't stay raw anymore. It just really thickens the, the, the hot, the hot water that you would use. So okay. one flavor packet, whisk an egg, and then I've got um, chili oil that I put in there and whatever, yeah. you know, other spices. And then you've got this amazing noodle soup pho ish yeah. experience that is pretty great. I, I am such a fan of, soups ramens especially it's always been a, a bowl of ramen one of my favorite go-to's yeah. growing up and 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 like like at restaurants yes i have been poor and lived off of the top ramen sure. pack right. yeah. of stuff right where you're like hey i'm lucky i had water to put in this this time yes. like it's <laughs> i've had those moments um i you 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 mentioned uh, high-end ramen but you are bringing the high end to the ramen yeah. i purchased what i think are maybe some of the most delicious ramen packets they're not inexpensive um but the the company's the company's called immi emmy oh, um okay. and they do a variety pack and they have like uh black garlic chicken uh tom yum shrimp um spicy beef and they're all and the noodles are plant-based and oh. they are low um carb high protein noodles so you're not just getting a big salt carb right load on. They have a fraction of the sodium that, say, a top ramen or a cup of noodles will have. But uh, my high-end um, uh, cup of noodles that I, I did was at an office, and we would take um, when I, <laughs> I just I was close to payday and I was a little out of money, so I'd take the cup of noodles and I'd open up one of the uh, beef jerky packets and I'd tear it up and put it in the cup of noodles and Ooh. I'd have uh, I'd have jerky uh, jerky ramen. Jerky ramen, that's kind of fun. I have one in there too right now that is uh, Mama Fuko ramen noodles Ooh. that are very very good. Um, and I got that's what I've got in the in the pantry right now. Oh wow! Yeah, but I'm gonna have to look up this uh, IMMI Emmy eats Emmy eats. They have them on on Amazon. They're on. Yeah, they are. That's right. They're good. All right. Um. Oh, that sounds great. I've also had a craving for baked goods lately. But when I say lately, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you mean craving for baked goods all the time. So I yeah. made some bread recently, as you know, because I gave you guys a loaf. Um, Thank you. It's delicious. And, and it was, uh, I, I've been making sourdough. You've heard me talk about this since before the pandemic. And so I yeah. kind of have a rhythm for it. But I, I got lazy and I wasn't letting my starter get robust enough. So the past couple loaves I've made have not been ideal. But I, hmm. I cleaned up my act and made a good loaf. Um, good couple of loaves recently, one of which you guys got. So I had some of that this morning, which was good, but I've been craving scones. 
Oh, scones if you're European. Um, mm -hmm. And I have a great scone recipe, but it needs cream. So on my shopping list for today is um, cream to make scones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we... again falls in the comfort food category because then it, then it means, so I'll bake uh, this recipe I have makes eight scones. Um, and then what I do is I'll eat one the morning that I make them and then put the rest in the freezer. And then mm. when, you know, that, that night when I go to bed, I take one out of the freezer and it, it thaws out overnight. And then I pop it in the air fryer for a minute. Um, not a full minute, but for a, a yeah. few seconds in the morning to crisp it up. And then I have coffee and a scone every morning for eight mornings. Oh God, I love it. It's pretty great. That's great. Yeah. And, and, oh, and what, and what kind of scones are you making? Raisin. I am a creature raisin. of habit. I make yeah. raisin scones. Um, I've got a, a recipe that I've, I've tried several different recipes that I found online. Got one that I really, really like. Um, I miss, have we talked about raisins? Oh, I'm going to go off on a tangent with raisins <laughs> for a minute. Um, all right. I'm, this is a thing. I'm super excited. Raisins. Yes. I'm pro raisin. I love them. I believe that you and I share oatmeal raisin cookies as a favorite cookie. Yes. And in fact, did you get the one I sent home with? Andrew? I did. And thank you. I, I, I ate it midday. Like okay. I didn't even wait till nighttime. I was just like, is this a cookie? And there I ate it. Are, uh, oatmeal raisin cookies is on my list too. Maybe I'll make those today. And I'll bring you some. But um, <gasps> there used to be, there is a market in Seattle. I, it's still there. I'm not anymore. There's a market mm -hmm. in Seattle where I used to go. Uh, called the Ballard Market. I lived uh, close to the neighborhood of Ballard. And the Ballard Market is part of the Thriftway chain, which is yes. a local Seattle grocery store chain that I really, really love. They had, in their bulk food section, they would they had these fancy raisins and they were like twice the size of a sun-made raisin. Huge, oh like, you know, the size of the end of your thumb. Like um, the size of a grape. Like the size of a grape, in fact. Yeah. Um, and really, really good and a little bit more money, but they made the most amazing raisin scones. And oh. I have not been able to find fancy raisins like that anywhere. I ordered some fancy raisins on Amazon because they had fancy packaging and they they were like, look how fancy we are. And I got yeah. them and they may as well be grocery store raisins. They're oh. small, they're the size of your little finger. Um, yeah. And overall unimpressive. So I will make raisin scones, but the day that I again stumble across fancy raisins in my life, there will be raisin scones pouring out of my front door because I won't <laughs> So a cavalcade, actually, of raisin Ooh, scones. Big word. Thanks. I've yeah. written all day to use the word cavalcade. Yeah. You have to pay extra for that. That's a big one. Yes, exactly. That's, we're going we're gonna to confine that to the subscription model for uh, Tasty Gents. That's the uh, Tasty Gents After Dark subscription model. We'll include words like cavalcade. <laughs> So. Yeah, that was just that was just a taste. That was just a taste. Yeah, yeah. And until we had the subscription, oh, that's right. That reminds me, uh, Greg, we do have a sponsor. Uh, so let's just cut to this ad really quick. Yeah, here we go. This version, this version, this episode of Tasty Gents is brought to you by Decaffeinated Coffee, decaf for when you've given up. Okay, <laughs> we're back. And that one was Thanks, for Andrew. Decaffeinated Coffee, because there are definitely days that I've given up. Is that true for you too, Jonathan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I drink half decaf and half regular because I'm only partially dead inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's also that's a, that's another episode we'll we'll bring up. Yeah, another episode. The, yes, the, the dead parts. Yeah, right. but over fifty, the dead parts. <laughs> <laughs> that one you're going to want to tune in for, listeners. Yeah. Uh, the over fifty, the dead parts. Uh, yeah, that's going to be one for the one for the record books. Um. 
I wanted to, because uh, we're talking about comfort foods, and yeah. Andrew and I were in Palm Springs the other day. You were. Uh, the other night. And we were, we were going to meet some friends uh, at a, a wonderful speakeasy called The Evening Citizen. I think we mentioned yes. it on here before. Um, they've got great craft cocktails, but they were finishing up their dinner, and we had just come from um, a, a day trip down to um, the Salton Sea. And East Jesus and all that kind of fun stuff. So mm -hmm. we, we we were just back in town and we were like, let's get something fast. Lots of stuff was not open. And we were right at the uh, at the head of Arenas. Um, and we saw this place called iHeart. Well, I don't want to like iHeart smack and knees and schmore. Like, I don't want to name them, but you get the idea. Yeah. Right. yeah. So we went to this place and uh, and and and, you know, it had some red flags. First, it was completely empty. Yeah, not a person, not a soul in there, and other all the other restaurants were were hopping, but we're like, okay, well then, good, it'll just be fast, and we're gonna get in and get out, and um, and we went in, and there was just one young lady running the whole show, we and 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 it's a and and just picture it, it's 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 a board of of things, and like, okay, if you want a um a mac a mac and cheese bowl, here's the things you can put in it. If you want a grilled cheese, here's the things you come with it, and you choose your thing, you choose your your cheese and you choose your protein and there you go so we did though we did those things and as i'm listing the very common menu items that are listed there that i would like to have like um you know because we're still doing vegetarian so i'm like well i'd like to have like maybe some onion and some red pepper she's like well, well, no i'm sorry right out of those i said how about mushrooms she's like nope sorry we're all out and then she pointed to the sign this handwritten um whiteboard that is affixed to the front that is there permanently for them to list out the things that they don't have, yep. which means that they run out of items enough that they invested in the whiteboard in order to like tell you, um, which I think is incredibly lazy and very frustrating because mm -hmm. if, and I've worked, I worked fast food when I was a little kid, well, little kid, but a teenager. And then I've worked at other restaurants. And if you're out of things, the first thing we would do is call the manager or the owner, whoever's around and say, Hey, can you run? We're out of tomatoes and we're hopping. Can you get some tomatoes, mushrooms, onion, whatever? There's stores all around. So please, owners of restaurants, keep your stuff stocked mm -hmm. if you're going to have it. Anyway, okay. So that's my little piece. Um, and then not only, so the things that I did have that were on it, I got some like jalapenos. I mean, I got the grilled cheese and, uh, and, and all the jalapenos were just in one corner of the sandwich. They were just not even spread out. Like they just dumped and ding. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not going to care about you doing your job more than you do. So, and it seems like it's very little. So that was my experience. And then it was so salty. I was kind of unwell, like the yeah. rest mm -hmm. of the night. So. So uh, I am not prepared, I'm afraid, to tell you that your experience was unique because I had a very similar experience at that same I heart smack and knees um, uh, restaurant myself um, yes. a couple days after into the new year mm. where went in was greeted with just so you know, we're out of chicken. We're out of mushrooms. We're out of tomatoes. We're out of it. Just the, again, the long list of things that they were out of, um, yeah. including yeah. Uh, the very nice guy said, um, the only cheese we have is Gouda. And I was like, I'm not sure how to, process that you're out of cheese how do you it's, run out of cheese how do you run out of cheese um we interestingly they didn't count the cheese sauce in the mac and cheese as cheese so that's its own concerning mm, concerning data point they had plenty of cheese sauce so they were able to make the mac and cheese 
with the sauce, but uh, apparently the, you get additional cheese on top of it. Um, right. The Gouda that went on top of it was sliced. It looked like American cheese. He literally laid two slices of Gouda cheese across the top. Um, and it wow. was too salty and it was, you know, we ate it. It did, it did its job, which is we're very hungry and we'd like a quick bite to eat and then move on with our lives. Um, yeah. But I didn't feel good about the choice and I won't be back. Yeah. No, we'll be back either. And, and you know, usually in this show, we do a lot of positive. Hey, here's the places we love. True. But, but and 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 I just don't talk about the places that I don't care about. No. But this one was just so over the top. Yeah. That that nobody cared. The owner didn't care to stock. Yeah. The person working there didn't care to. Well, just didn't care. And so um, I'm just gonna let them know that I also don't care. Now, the thing we heard, though, I don't know if this was with you or, or, or I was somewhere else and I was telling hmm. a story about this location, is, so as you say, it's right by the front of Arenas. For those of you who don't live in Palm Springs, Arenas Road yeah. is uh, perpendicular to Indian Canyon and, and Palm Canyon, which is the sort of core of downtown Palm Springs. And it, Arenas Road is where all of, most of the gay bars are um, yes. in Palm Springs. And so a lot of people will go out and go to the bars and dance or have a drink or hang out with friends. And then what they want at the end of that is like late night food when you've been drinking. And apparently mm. it's great if if you are in that mode where you've had some drinks, you don't care what it tastes like. You just want something that's sort of warm and toasty and I don't even know what else. So soaks up the soaks maybe, up the tequila. Maybe they are exactly the business they want to be, which mm. is maybe they only are interested in the late night folks coming from having a few drinks who don't care what ingredients you're out of. Um, and then they're right. just open those other times and people like us stumble in um, and, and we're like, oh, no, this is awful. So maybe maybe the owners and the managers are like, man, we are killing it because at two o'clock in the morning, yeah. nobody wants anything other than what we are. That's that may be exactly it. Yeah. They're like the the the, the older the woman at the end of the bar in the in the yes. uh, in, in, in the uh, in the leopard print dress right. smoking a cigarette, just knowing it. The bar's going to close. Someone's taking her home. Someone's and taking this her is home. What, this is what this is what this place is. Okay, that's it. that may be it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I'd hate yeah. to think that they're just consistently bad because that's you know, who wants to be that person? Yeah. So yeah, who wants to be that person? Who wants to be that person? Indeed. Yeah. No one. No one. Um. um however, there is a there is a there is a light at the end of this week of, of this last weekend's. Uh, food experience. And I'd like to share this because you are told me about this place. And we went to uh, Tony's Burgers. Oh, yes. And, um, and this is, uh, this is a little further away than we typically would, would drive for a burger, but it was 100% worth it. In fact, the burgers were so large, we each only ate half, wow. and then had to bring it home. Wow. But they have all sorts of delicious uh, potato uh, fry, uh, French fries. <laughs> uh, we got the yellow curry um french fries which i don't know what they're putting on this it's more than curry there's a whole bunch of great spices in this thing um and then we got a half and half so so a small portion of the fries and then a small serving of uh, of their onion rings they're also big. outstanding yes yeah hot big fan like like more onion than breading but just yeah. enough breading that it's crunchy and good oh yeah yeah i was there um i was over in that part of town for something and I hadn't eaten all day. Um, and I, I got there and uh, and had a great burger. Um, the other place, by the way, that it, that you should try out if mm -hmm. uh, in, in the same vein as Sony's Burgers is uh, Beach Please. Um, stop. I will not stop. It's called Beach Please. 
<laughs> B-E-E-C-H, please. And it is a Korean chicken place. Oh, and okay. so uh, it is, um, they've got like like this, the crunchiest, I don't know what they do, something chemical, but it's, you know, pieces of chicken that are fried, that are that are like pieces of glass. They're so crunchy. Oh my God. And they've got um, a spicy sweet one. I think it's called Sweet Fire um, Chicken. And so you get like this little mountain of super crunchy fried chicken um, in this really sweet and spicy sauce mm. and little bits of uh, little pieces of daikon in there um, mm -hmm. and then a small salad as well. Um, and, you know, it, it it's a it's fantastic. We should all go there some night because it's so good. I it's love it. I love it. Super yes. Low, and, and... Super low key, very, very casual, um, but really very tasty. And and I love and that's one of the things and and so we, we again like we mentioned we're doing vegetarian this month and as much as I love mm. doing this fried chicken no it's still out there it's still a thing for me um, but at Tony's Burgers we did something we've never done is we had them use the Impossible Burger yes patty um, and I I had understood from talking to a couple of friends of ours that you know it's got similar or maybe a little more a little more protein or calories than than a beet patty would and some other things um what here's what I didn't expect it was juicy yeah it was it was i at no point thought i wasn't eating a burger right on a regular yeah like used to moo kind of burger yeah and i i i was totally shocked like not only was it not missing anything, like I'm like, well, because sometimes you'll get like a veggie patty and they make it themselves sure. and it's good. But I mean, it's like dry. So you want yeah. extra, you know, nothing like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I had to get extra napkins because it was like a juicy burger. So Ooh, wow. um, it so it, the impossible burger where, you know, we're not we won't do it often because, you know, it is high, a lot of calories and there's okay. some some oils and stuff that we don't always you know take in. But OK, yeah. So I only tried impossible burger once. And mm -hmm. I also found it juicy, but I found it distractingly juicy. Like they mm -hmm. were trying, now this is in maybe the first few months it was on the, it was available at restaurants and this was in Seattle. So this is a few years ago. Um, and it felt like they were trying too hard. It just, yeah. it, it, the taste was off and it was, it, it, uh, it I didn't like it. Um, yeah. But I've heard enough about them since then that I want to try them again. So this might yeah. be your re recommendation might be what pushes me over the edge. Yeah. So and and there's nothing more in my life I want to push you over the edge. And I, in my life, nothing I enjoy more than being pushed over the edge by you. So, <laughs> okay. Yay. Uh, and with that, we are, believe it or not. What? At time. Are we over the edge? We are over, we're poised on the edge. We're teeter, teetering. Teetering. Well, teetering I haven't teetered all day, so. Of our time allotment. Oh, my gosh. Well, Greg, thank you again. The uh, The best half hour I'm going to have all day. It and is, you know, it's a it's a highlight for me. And now I'm starving. I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy comfort food stuff. I'm going to. I'll see you there. Yeah. And by the way, starving is not the right word for how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm just fine. Listener, if you're concerned, not really starving. Just yeah, fine. yeah. He's emaciated. Grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Looking, <laughs> you're so thin. <laughs> uh, listener, listener, we are delighted for... again to have you with us for half an hour. As always, remember. We're on Facebook. Uh, we have a Tasty Gents Facebook page. We love hearing from people either about what you thought about this episode or about an episode you wish we would talk about because um, we love that too. Um, mm -hmm. We are we are on the emails at tastygents at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we have all those ways that you can uh, participate with us and uh, make us feel less lonely in the world if you let yeah. us know that you're out there. Then we're um, here. Yeah. We're here. That's right. Okay. Okay, my friend.
Great. All right. I'm going to go put some socks on. It's getting colder. It's a good choice. Jonathan, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay. Cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.